Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Whoa, boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was within a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the Cold War, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. The arcade was Okay, well, you want to get started? Yeah, sure, yeah, whenever you're ready. All right, James, thank you for joining me today, first and foremost. Let's talk about how Alien Scumbags is doing. How's it going? Yeah, it's going well. Um, it's pretty close to the end, actually. Um, it's been over three years now, so quite some time. Um, so I'm hoping that the overall project's going to be about three three years and two months. Although, you know, knowing me and my issues with keeping to scope, probably going to be three or four months. Who knows? Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't really ever talk to anybody who's like, you know what? I set out what I wanted to do. The scope didn't creep at all. Everything was perfect. I mean, do you ever hear that? <laughs> no, not ever. I wouldn't... I'm, I'm impressed when someone manages to make a game in a year, and I'm like, how? <laughs> how yeah, have you done I, this? I wouldn't know what to what to ask a person like that. Okay, have a good day. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. <laughs> but three years, that's for, uh, for something with a Steam page that has to be at that level. I mean, uh, that's... Pretty good. It's not too bad. I mean, at what point did you... This is an interesting thing to me, because it looks to me like the the game has been officially out for a while. You're still clearly actively working on it. Uh, did you go through early access at some point, or did you just put it out in the wild? And I mean, how'd it work? Yeah, so I made a little bit of a faux pas there. So I <laughs> found Steam really difficult to get used to, to be honest. So... I'm sure, like, to people that are in the industry and everything like that, it's all quite normal to them. But for me, I was used to um, a few different websites. So I've sold my games through Desura before. Um, it's obviously not around anymore. Um, I sold my games through Game Jolt, which I'm still doing. Now, even mm-hmm. though it doesn't necessarily get you many sales, because it initially started out as a free game site only, the usability of it for developers is so, so simple. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. So I guess I just got used to the easy stuff. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then eventually when I had to go away from the likes of Itchio and Game Jolt, even though it's still there, but then when it comes to Steam, I was like, wow, this is a whole new world, isn't it? <laughs> I was yeah. like, where, yeah. where do I start? So after doing about three checklists full of things to to send off to them, um, and uh, yeah, basically... Uh, I realized just after it had been I'd finished its review, I realized there was another option to do early access. And I was like, oh, no, I meant to put it on early access. And oh, well, she's done it wrong. Oh, <laughs> so, I see. So I went to click the button for early access and it said, oh, we'll need to re-review it again. I'm like, oh, no, not even doing this. So I was like, <laughs> stuff it. I'm sending it out now. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, in hindsight, I should have gone into early access. Because technically the game was early access, you know? Yeah. And it came out in June um, of last year. So since then, there's been an awful lot of updates to it because I knew it wasn't finished. (laughs) So I I do regret that a little bit. Um, But I think it's one of those things, the first time you release something on Steam, it's not going to go perfect, you know? Right. I made my mistakes now. <laughs> and, and I didn't know. I mean, I you could have just as easily said, this is an experiment I did. I wanted to see how it would go. But, you know, you've you've got a growing number of reviews at this point, it looks like. And some people have pointed out, like, okay, it's, it's clearly not done done, like finished done. But they haven't hit you too hard from what it looks like in, in those reviews. It seems like people kind of get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been incredibly positive. I mean, last time I checked, it was 93% positive ratings on Steam, which I'm really happy with. Um, Yeah, it's marked positive. And, uh, you know, like any game, not everyone's going to love everything. But yeah, it seems like people understand. Yeah, yeah, very much. And um, I mean, one of the ones that that was marked negative was a really unusual one, actually. It was from... um, I believe it's from someone from Japan um, who downloaded it and it put it in Japanese. So I just had to put it into Google Translate and hope for the best. (laughs) And it it basically said there's no way to save Um, to which at the time, if you quit, it went to a saving your progress screen 
So I was like, I'm not quite sure what you mean. So I did try and take that back in Japanese. Not too oh, sure yeah. how well it came across because it was done by Google Translate. But um, <laughs> I tried my best. So that was one of the, unfortunately, the uh, the first negative review I'd received. So That's yeah. interesting because when you said that, I thought, oh, yes, they could leave a, a review in a different language. And if you wanted to learn anything from it at all, you'd have to do you know whatever translation you could. I didn't even think about the point of uh, trying to speak back to them about it and trying exactly. to address their issue. Like, good God. <laughs> I just thought like, I'm always trying to do that. Like, I mean, if someone adds me on, on, um, follows me on Twitter mm-hmm. and they don't speak my language, I'll at least tell them that I don't speak their language and just Google translate it. Cause at least it's a trying to do something. Um, cause otherwise I, I you know, I don't want to come across as rude. So I'd like to think that like, if anyone's saying, Oh, don't get this cause he can't save, at least the people can see that I've attempted to communicate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I, I guess yeah. I've run into some of that too because I'll I'll routinely get follows from people who primarily speak a different language, and mm. my assumption is in most of those cases those people also speak English because I've run into so many brilliant people who who have that ability. Like I've tried to learn other languages than English. I'm very bad at it. So. Uh, I'm I'm always impressed by anyone who's like, well, you know, I'll use social media or I'll do business and stuff and I'll I'll learn English so I can do that better. I'm very impressed by that. And so I do the same thing. I struggle to like any sort of translation tool or anything like I'll follow you back and just keep in mind I am doing my best, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing and I think that's what separates us sort of indie developers and indie creators things like that from the likes of the big AAA people. You know, I think it's not like you could just message Sony on the off chance and say hi and they'd come back to you. You know, I mean, obviously they're much bigger. um, But I think I think for me, I think India is all about the customer service and making people feel as as corny as it sounds, making them feel warm and fuzzy inside because it's (laughs) another person that you're buying a game from. And it's and they put their heart and soul into it, whereas a large company with thousands and thousands of people, you don't always get that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. Um, before we get too far, I we should yeah. uh, have you describe your game and uh, yes. you know g- give us the at least the high level pitch so we uh, we know what we're talking about here. Yeah, of course, no problem at all. Um, so, Alien Scumbags is a two D platform shooter, um, very much inspired by the horror genre and also inspired by the likes of Doom and Duke Nukem. So, if you sort of mash all that together and make it into a 2D side-scroller, then you get a good idea of what Alien Scumbags is like. And I, I'm looking through some of the Steam uh, trailer stuff, uh, screenshots, things like that, and some of them are funny because almost 50% of a couple of these are either blood or some kind of slime or both. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yes. all, it's all very pixel-based art, which is funny. It makes it very funny. Like, I, I don't always jump into the, like, horror-type uh, games, but this obviously is is uh, much more lighthearted and uh, sort of comical. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody makes a point of saying, oh, all of the cool references and the funny references to other games. What are some of these other games that you uh, sort of pay tribute to here? Oh, so many. So, I mean, just even right at the beginning, um, in the intro sequence, there's uh, references to to Lara Croft in there, Duke Nukem and Snake. Uh, and that's just in the intro. Um, so, um, and then in the game, there's you know there's references to likes of Mario. There's some the the you know the music people feel um, has you know, a, a good nod towards Metroid, even though that wasn't necessarily our, our aim with that. Then there's nods to the likes of The Thing and to the Alien franchise. Nice. So it, the list is endless. Pokemon. <laughs> Everything <laughs> you can imagine is sort of jammed in there. And even when they're, you know, I mean, there's even uh, like the likes of Total Recall in there as well. Uh, and obviously Duke Nukem as well and Doom. I mean, the main character is called Master Chef. So, you know, (laughs) what else can you say? Um, (laughs) And then there's a whole host of unlockable parody characters as well. Um, Just to name a few, you've got the likes of Raihu and Scorpioff 
and chunky. So, you know. <laughs> I, I like it. So it's it's not exactly subtle, which I appreciate. Uh, <laughs> I like this because you, you get games like this that will occasionally like, okay, there are a couple of Easter eggs, a couple of little sly references, but the, the games are kind of predictable sometimes. It's like, okay, you've got Doom, obviously. Uh, you know, maybe uh, throw in a Quake something something. And and it's all very close, but you you spread it out wide, which I like, you know. Yeah, oh, very much so. Throw some Mario in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's a whole well, there's a, a whole section on on one of the levels, like a little secret area that you can get into. It's not very secret though, um, and and it's a full Mario style looking part to the to the ship, which is just completely weird because you're going down from this big like dark looking scenes like what you see in the screenshots, and then all of a sudden it's all bright. And there's little hills in the background, and and then, <laughs> and, then, and then like, and then the zombies are dressed up as little turtles, just wandering around, and <laughs> it's just yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Um, and it is really just the thing of, you know, I love horror uh, horror films, and and obviously I love games, so I just put everything that I love into it really, and then just sort of should just did random things that made me laugh, so. So we joked about scope. I mean, where would you say in terms of what you had initially planned for the game? Like how, how much of it is in place? Do you know what? I, the thing is, I didn't really do too much planning, and that's my main problem. No, that, that's fair. <laughs> um, the game actually started out as a 48-hour game jam um, oh, okay. three years ago. Um, <laughs> and and I did complete it, like, like complete the 48-hour game jam side of things at least, and, um, and it plays seventh. Um, it originally actually started out as an alien fan game. So the big monsters that you can see on there, um, there was actually xenomorphs. So they actually walk in the same way. And for quite some time, they still sort of screamed in the same sort of way as well. Um, since then, that's sort of been changed a little bit. But what has stayed is the face hugger style, like things that crawl across on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of the only enemy left what was a nod to alien well there's a couple of uh, alien um enemy enemy styles left over um but yeah the it initially started out with a couple of guns and, and then since then it's kind of built so we've got like a few super fans as such which absolutely love the game and adore every part of it um to the point where you know some of them have even come on board and helped which is amazing you know um for i mean just to name like you know one or two um we've had the likes of of trista bites um who is obviously has been on on podcasts and she's also a, a streamer and a Big youtuber streamer, as well. yeah 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 um and she put my game on there and I, I don't think she necessarily expected it to be um you know to to be as technical as it is because it looks like kind of a game where you just go around and you just kill everything and there's nothing to it but there's actually quite a lot of strategy to it and i think people uh, only realize that when they actually play it um that there's actually quite a lot of thinking behind it because if you go out guns blazing you just die basically mm. <laughs> there is you, you just can't do that uh, as much as it looks like you can um but yeah she loved it so much she was like if there's any parts that i can play in the game will you let me know and i was like well, that'd be amazing. So, <laughs> so now she's on like the very first intro sequence, complete with like a little pixel rendering of hair as well. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, and uh, and she's also the voice of the the telecom system as well in the game. So, like on a few of the levels at the beginning, like she has like a little part that she says over a tannoy. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's been amazing, and and then we've as i say i've got people like um a streamer called playjack who loved it and you know has been following the progress right you know quite pretty much from the beginning before it hit steam and has been helping me with different ideas and things like that so it's basically built upon people's feedback and also just how i'm feeling <laughs> really at the time yeah, and sure. uh, i just sort of get ideas and i'm like oh i need to put that in there um and yeah just just kind of been building it up from there really it's interesting and really cool, and it's something that you really don't think about when you think about like games that would be early access or you know games in progress. But to sort of let community members sort of jump in and actually lay their hands on parts of the project and sort of put their influence in is is kind of a really cool win win for everybody. I like that. Yeah, it really is. And 
it's because it's fantastic because you get to think about things that you wouldn't have thought about by yourself you know people have such different ideas out there that it was really helpful and and to be honest that's why i partly i wish that i would have got early access because would have had a whole lot more of that community to work with mm-hmm. i think but um but still it's been it's been really great and and i still go to twitter um you know quite often to be honest with uh, with things like you know these are the achievements which one do you like the best and here's you know what i'm looking to do with this which which image do you prefer that kind of thing and it really helped people be involved in the development process as well and i think they like that too well, that's got to be part of your insane presence on Twitter. I mean, relatively speaking for an indie dev, you're, yeah, I mean, you're doing very well on Twitter. So, I mean, has that been part of the growth, do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. And and the thing is, is um, so I'm quite an anxious person um, and like, you know, take tablets, things like that. Um, so for me, the idea of networking initially was a really tough thing to do because I didn't want to come across like, oh, I'm a salesman. I want to sell you my game. Right. And I didn't want to be that person because I know what those people are like and they've tr- done it to me. And, and I also didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> um, and, and so, but I, as I sort of got used to it, it's it's been so much better. And, and it started to actually build a community of people that I speak to on a regular basis now. And, and that's really good. So I think without networking, you just don't get anywhere. Um, so I think, yeah, that was a big part of it. Has Twitter sort of converted pretty well? I mean, do the people you engage with on Twitter actually take the steps to go check the game out um yes and no right so <laughs> i think a lot of the people that have tended to buy it and wishlist it to me seem to be directly from the likes of streams so mm-hmm. when i was in um trista bite stream with the game um there was quite a few people that took a lot of interest in that and i've sort of stuck around the community as well because even if i'm not looking to push my game um at the time i'll still jump back into people's um like you know twitch streams and things like that afterwards just to say hi because i like the idea of you know my thing is that if we all help each other no matter how small we are we can build together you know so uh, even though the likes of trista bites is hugely hugely more famous than i am um, it's it's one of those things like you know she's helped me and and at the same time, I always want to be there to support hair stream and support hair as well. Um, and then I do that for people that I guess are just starting out as well. Because, you know, I was having a good chat with someone um, over Twitter DMs who was just about to release his game on Steam. And it was, you know, we was going back and forth. And I just wanted to tell him, basically, don't make the mistakes I made. And <laughs> I want to help you out, basically, so you don't do what I did. Um and so we talked on there for probably would have been a good sort of, you know, 45 minutes to an hour or something like that. Just sort of trying to give advice and sort of bouncing ideas between each other. Just because I want other people to, to not make those mistakes, really. Yeah. Uh, something nice about that is uh, obviously it helps everyone involved. But I've mm. noticed this with uh, not only indie development, but also podcasting. When I run into somebody to talk to about these things... It's like floodgates open. You, you don't realize how much of this stuff builds up in your brain, these, these thoughts and you know things you wonder about. Like, I'm doing this. Is it really working? I wish I could talk to somebody else who's trying it, see what their experience is. Next thing you know, mm. there's just this open gush of information and questions and, and ideas going back and forth. And so um, my, my recommendation for people who are doing any creative pursuit, don't keep it bottled up because it – it, it's helpful yeah, to talk about right it's it's nice it's it's good for you yeah yeah i know it really is and people from what i can from what i've experienced are really really helpful you know i mean we just help each other especially you know as i say the indie developers and the content creators you know we're all here to to help each other really and, and i think it's great you know it's a great community to be involved in you uh, you mentioned streams here. You mentioned streams while we were talking about uh, times we could possibly record. How much time do you spend doing this? I mean, you must you must jump in on streams pretty regularly. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on Twitch uh, on Twitch usually at least once twice a day. Um, 
whether or not it's my game or whether or not it's just sort of hanging out really because i find you know a lot of places that i've played my game before uh, i tend to hang out there anyway just because it's a nice little community to be involved in mm. um you know one person in particular is um as i say a player jack already um because he tends to stream at such a time that when i wake up in the morning before work he's on yeah. um so that's quite nice um and then uh, the same with the likes of um judo cruz who's um who i found you know to be quite good fun just to just to chill and chat really so yeah i spend a lot of time on on twitch and i'm always you know looking for any exposure i can get so as soon as anyone's like look we need some guests on a podcast i'm like yep me (laughs) i want some of that um and as soon as anyone's like i need to play a game i'm like yep play mine (laughs) yeah um yeah basically anything i can do to get my name out there and get more eyes on anything i'm doing uh i'll be there so yeah there's something kind of interesting about our our time zones and the amount of difference between them because at first blush and i mean it's it's been challenging for us to coordinate too but uh Mm. we're just the right amount of time away um that people who do this stuff during the day over here are able to catch people in your time zone we're six hours apart uh, I'm yeah. in the U.S. Midwest. You're in uh, England. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's it's just that like we would my friend and I would do like Rocket League streams for a while. I would do development stuff. And when we're doing stuff at like lunch break, you guys are unwinding in the evening and, and having fun and goofing off and stuff. And mm. it, it's perfect. The people who want to hang out on Twitch or something might be looking for streams like ours. And and uh, it's it's funny if you get creative, like the nice kind of synchronization you can find out there and just these funny little things that just work really nicely. Mm. I've always found the Twitch thing kind of tricky as a developer because I like to play stuff on Twitch, but as a developer, I feel strange because Twitch is not somewhere I hang out to like consume content. And so I feel, I feel weird trying to build something up as a person who's not a user. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Mm. I'm not I'm not sure. So, I mean, it's working for you and you're a Twitch user. You're you're doing it as part of your stuff, but you also like to jump around and hang out and see other streamers and stuff. I think that probably helps, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think it's important to note that I didn't even I've never even used Twitch until I started promoting my game on it. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. um, It it was only just because someone was like, oh, I'm going to play this and I'm going to play it on Mixer. And then I was like, fair enough. So then I got into Mixer because just because one person played the game. And then I got to know that person. And then... And then it happened where someone was like, oh, I'm going to play. I think it was Haley's Comet, I think she's called. And she was like, I'm going to play your game. It's on Twitch. And I was like, oh, okay." And I was like, I've never had Twitch. So I downloaded it and I jumped on. Um, And because the majority of people are playing when when they play my game, I play it on Twitch. It's just kind of built from there. So it's more just sort of catching up and saying hi to the people that I've already played my game before, really. Um, or sometimes I might jump in if I see someone playing a game that's similar to mine and, and sort of spark, spark up a conversation that way. Um, so it's not like I go on it because I enjoy the games, that watching people play games, because to be fair, it's not my thing at all. <laughs> yeah, um, same, yeah. I, I more just enjoy the community um it's nice to like have a good chat in 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 the chat and stuff like that and also with the streamer as well so yeah that's more that's more it really so maybe the the better way to put it is um you know it's it's okay if you're not a twitch user but once you jump into it i mean jump in with both feet be be quick to uh catch somebody on the right stream and jump in and say hi to their users if they're playing your game and stuff i think that's uh that's also probably very good yeah very much so i mean i think i take it to an extreme i mean every day i'm i look to uh, search alien scumbags on uh, on youtube just in case <laughs> so yeah. someone's randomly released something i'm sure it doesn't hurt yeah no i do my random search on twitch as well just because i'm just thinking that at some point someone who's big is going to notice because if I just keep putting out content everywhere, then eventually someone's going to see it who's who's got quite a large following, I think. So sure, we shall see. <laughs> Let's talk about our sponsor, App Figures. App Figures is all about giving game makers the tools they need to get more downloads and revenue. You may know them for analytics and app store optimization. 
Now, app figures can help you track competitors from downloads and dollar amounts to audience demographics and even which SDKs they use. Their competitor intelligence gives great context. If a competitor adds a new feature or gets mentioned in the news, app figures can tell you if that brought in more downloads. If you have an idea for a new app or a game, app figures can tell you how big the market is and how much money it could make you. That is just scratching the surface. Whether you're growing your app or building a new one, AppFigures has the tools you need to reduce risk and get more downloads. You don't need a huge budget or a data science degree. AppFigures has made it affordable and simple, and they provide the tools that can guide you step-by-step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. Head to appfigures.com slash on slash gamedevbreakdown to try AppFigures for free, and if you like it, use our special code GDB3030 to get 30% off for the next three months. So you placed seventh in a game jam with this. Was that one of the big jams? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's still impressive. I mean, if there were like Uh, 10, it's impressive, but still. Yeah, it was was fab, you know. I mean, and the thing is, it looks a lot different to what it looks like now. You know, if I think if I'd have placed, put my game in what it is now, even how it looks now into the game jam, it would have probably done better, to be honest. Um, But I mean, the the difference is huge. You can see it on Twitter, uh, not on Twitter, sorry, on um, on YouTube, actually. There's still some videos hanging around of the original Game Jam title. Um, but just to give you a bit of an idea, uh, at the moment, there's obviously that full sort of lighting system where each individual bit of light actually lights up the area instead. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, it used to be a lot more close up um, the graphics as well wasn't as wasn't as good, um, and it was just a circle of light around your character, and that was it. Um, and then what would happen is that circle would increase if it got near if you got near an alien, and you'd have that little beeper, obviously similar to the alien film, and everything would sort of go green instead. Mm-hmm. And that was that was as much of it as there was. You know, it was. Uh, there was no reloading or anything like that. There was only two guns, so things were very, very different at the beginning. But um, but yeah, it was it was good. And that lighting system is something that people praised in the reviews. Um, what, yeah, what's the technology behind the game? Uh, it's actually Click Team Fusion that I use. So I don't know if you'll have heard of it, but it's very similar to the likes of Construct. I have heard of it, and uh, this came up just the other day, which is so I'm kind of glad that you said that. Um, Somebody was just telling me that they create a lot of their pixel art in Click Team Fusion. Is that a thing that you do? Uh, yes and no. So um, I used to do all of it in Click Team Fusion. Um, and then I sort of went across to using Piscal because I found that to be a really fun program to use, especially for the animation side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've kind of gone back to it when I realized that there was an opacity but, um, sort of slider that I wasn't playing around with before. <laughs> so, yeah. so then I realized that I could have access to all the colors. So I've now just started putting it, doing it all in Fusion instead. That's pretty cool because, I mean, I can't think of many game engines or many other technologies where you could just jump in and create everything in the engine. I mean, obviously, mm. there are many great tools to do this stuff with, but I'm I'm a person who likes to do as many things as possible in one place. Yeah, it's kind, kind yeah, of nice. It's so much easier, isn't it? Instead of having to export and, and import things all the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a great, I mean, you know, I've been using Click Team products for wow, what would it be now? Seventeen years. <laughs> wow, yeah. so a little while. I mean, I started when I was fifteen, so um, just with Click and Play back in the old days, and um, and then slowly moved up the different ones as they came out, and now just using Click Team Fusion uh, two point five. So I, I've dabbled with other bits. I dabbled around with sort of Blitz Basic and Blitz three D. I also uh, had a play around with um, with Game Maker before it got re- into Game Maker Studio, mm-hmm. um, so I, I you know I enjoyed that as well. That was quite fun, um, and they also um, used various versions of Construct as well. But for me, it just seemed like this was the way where it started. So I've always just kept coming back to the same program, really. Yeah, um, it's funny you say Game Maker because I was just telling another Click Click Team. Uh, now, now I'm confused. Is it Click Team Fusion? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, it's a Click Team's a company. Oh, okay. But like Fusion 2.5, like I think it's Click Team Fusion 2.5. It's Glassdoor's now. Um, is is the actual product itself? 
I got you. I got, thank you for <laughs> clarifying. Oh, Something just like <laughs> fell out of my brain all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did Game Maker way back in the day too. I just talked to a fusion team who said, um, oh, we know a little bit about Game Maker 2. And I said, oh, I used it way back in the day when uh, Mark Overmar's name was on it. And they it was just dead silence. Because that used to be like his name would pop up every time you opened it. He was the initial like developer of the of the thing. And mm. I realized like they were younger. Like this may have been before they were born. Because <laughs> like, I was a teenager too. And I was just learning. I was probably 17 when I made my first game. And yeah. uh, so I, I dropped that name. And of course, it was very disappointing. And I aged myself. And uh, <laughs> so here we are. That's right. I understand. I've used it. Um to be fair, I mean, from what I can gather, I imagine it's changed quite a bit since those days. But I remember it, like, I know it was still sort of under Yo-Yo Games when I first started using it. But it was a lot more, um, it was a lot more similar to, to uh, Click Fusion or Click Team Fusion um, back then, as far as I remember. Because it was all about sort of, you could actually create your objects and put them onto the screen and then you'd go into sort you'd have like various icons or something like that wouldn't you and then go into the actual events as well but mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it was quite similar whereas from what i can gather now it's got its own coding language i don't know if it had that back then can't I remember f- it's had a uh, game maker language for quite some time um and that was another part of the funny aspect to the conversation because i said oh you know i used it way back in the day and they said Oh, back when it was Yo-Yo Games. Well, that was in like 2007. It was actually way before that. So oh, wow. <laughs> it's like the guy oh, who... I didn't use it back in Yo-Yo Games time. <laughs> yeah. So now I've double dated myself because <laughs> Mark funny. Overmars started uh, Game Maker in... I'm, I'm looking it up here. It's, I, this was not in my head, but it was like 1999. So wow, really? I, I wow. probably got to it in 2002 or three. So it goes back okay. all that way. Wow. Yeah, yeah I made a couple of games with it. Uh, was it? No, sorry, no, I made one game with it. Um, I remember, because it was really good for scrolling games, I found. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you had that simplistic thing, didn't you, where you just had the grid, and you could just make it scroll, like, super easy. And, and I think it was, that's one of the things that I found is maybe not as good with, with Click Fusion. Like, scrolling's really simple, obviously, but... What I lo- liked about the um, the scrolling in Game Maker back then was um, was the fact that you could have the sort of rolling road style scrolling, where it would just scroll the background constantly in a loop, and then yes. you just stick with what you want in the top. So it was great for the likes of space shooting games, which no, I did make two actually, um, two two games where it was exactly that. It was um, like a top down shooter, but in a similar vein to 1945. Um, and then a top-down shooter called V-Void, um, which was like all triangles. <laughs> nice and simple. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Pr- I was pretty sure I was um, putting them on floppy disks back then. <laughs> I've, I for sure worked on at least one or two floppy disk projects back then. So now, I mean, that's as far back as we can go in terms of aging ourselves for listeners here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, straight past CD-ROM all the way back to floppy disk. So, oh yeah, then were the days when you had to put like five in because it'd just be like, oh, oh it's yeah. just still saving, and they'd be like, insert this two, and then you just keep going until you got to the end, and you'd be like, there you go, there's my game. It's on five or six discs. <laughs> well, <laughs> what was funny was, uh, I antivirus stuff didn't really interfere with anything back then, so no. I'm not super proud of this, but there was one time where I coded a floppy disk in game maker where I could put it into a machine and it would start key logging. And when oh. I, when I pulled it out, it would just have a text file on the thing that I could see all the keys. And I, I didn't do anything weird with it. I just wanted to see if I could do it. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah. I, I did. And I tested it out and burp, 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 burp. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to destroy this. That's not great. <laughs> yeah. It was simpler back then. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I gave up my, my wayward, uh, hacking activities on that day. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, spe- <laughs> <laughs> speaking of um, things past, at least, uh, mm. so you've done a number of game projects going back a little ways. I thought I saw on one of your sort of uh, project pages, you had put a game on the Oya. 
Yeah, so I'm surprised actually. You're like one of the first people to say that. Um, the the other times I've had podcasts, it's already been like, so this is your first game, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a good bit of research. Um, yes, well, we started on the new year actually. It was uh, officially the team is two people, so it's me, um, James, and my friend Stu, my okay. partner. Uh, Lindsay is also heavily involved in it because, um, well, basically I annoy her pretty much daily um, <laughs> by saying, hey, look what I've done. And she has to sort of sit there and look at it. Um, so, <laughs> so a lot of her, uh, you know, she is very much the QA person who tells me if something looks absolutely rubbish or not and then tells me how to make it better. Um, so, yeah, so I suppose two stroke three. And um, now myself, I do the majority of the development um, pretty much all avenues, really. So all the marketing, everything like that. Um, and then the bit that Stu does um, mostly uh, is the music. And the, the music is just blows my mind. And I wouldn't have a clue even where to start on that. So, um, <laughs> But, yeah, we started out on, um, on Ouya. Uh, we both thought the console looked awesome. And, and even though it got a lot of bad press, it was a great, fun little console, especially a great community to be involved in as well because... It was the people playing the games and the people developing the games was as one. And that's what was so unique because developers would just chat to people playing their games all the time, you know, and it was fantastic. Um, And it was a shame, I think, when the the servers went down, unfortunately. But, but yeah, we made quite a few games. Um, Let me have a think. So we made uh, our first game that we released was Super Renegade Response. Uh, which we managed to get a little deal on through Uyu, which was quite nice. Um, and then we... What did we release after that? Then we've also released Rush Hour Mayhem as well, which we also released on phones. Um, and then we also... We did we did like a few little like things where we just like have an idea and we just sort of stick it out there. So like, for example, Rush Hour Mayhem didn't cost anything. It was just free with donations. Nice. Um, and then... And then we made, uh, what was it? Um, there was like a caveman game as well that I made called Ugg's Eggs. Um, I don't know if you'll know it or not, but uh, I think it was called Tommy over where you are. Um, like Tommy Caveman um, back in like the 80s. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah, you're talking like about. Yeah, like little like orange and, and white mini sort of handheld thing, but sort of sits on your desk. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I really like that LCD game, and I've actually got it in my house, but I didn't have any batteries because they're huge. And so <laughs> I just decided, you know what, I was going to make it because I can't bother to go out and get batteries. Um, so, <laughs> so that's what I did. Um, so yeah, I released Dug's Eggs, um, and then also Color Combat, which was sort of a similar idea to Ikaruga in a sense of changing colors to absorb and then to to shoot other things. So that was quite fun. Nice. Um, and Mr. Monocle's Travels, I think. And that sort of tops it off, if I remember rightly. Very nice. See, and, and I bring this system up because I had one, I liked it, and I I agree. I don't think it got a fair uh, shake, really. And it, it was done yeah. with way too soon. Um, I remember very well I had several like parties where I had friends over and stuff. Somebody had a birthday or something, and everybody's crowded around this thing in the living room and they're like, okay, what can this system do? And I could pull up the store page and they could point to absolutely anything on that system. And I could download part of it for them to play and check out. And that was a lot of yes. fun. That's something no one's really Definitely. done since. And it's a shame, isn't it? I think the thing is it did get a bad rep um, because well, obviously, you know, it came out and it wasn't very finished um, in a yeah. sense of the first OS and things. But they did really improve on it, and it became really good, you know. Um, and then I think also, you know, as soon as anyone, like, hears a little bit of bad news about something, they instantly jump on the bandwagon. So you get tons of YouTube videos dissing it all the time. Yeah. And then you get then tons of people then dissing the developers and the games on the console, even nowadays. Um, and it's a shame, because I think a lot of people, like ourselves, that's where we sort of you know, on our uh, trade sort of thing, I guess. You know, we that's where we sort of <laughs> trade ourselves up and polished ourselves up, really. And and I think without that place, it would have. It don't think it would have been. You know, the same. I don't think so. 
so yeah i think it was quite special back in the day and i'm i'm sure i'm uh singing something that you've heard many many times but it's a lot easier to bag on something and say this is terrible it's you're kind of sticking your neck out to say you like something that's always going to be in content creation it goes all the way up to professional review journalism and and stuff like that anywhere you go you (laughs) you'll get nothing but high fives if you make fun of something and if you go i really liked this you will hear about it for the rest of your life oh yeah Definitely. I mean, I'm always standing up for the U year and, you know, I don't think <laughs> I can imagine like a lot of people laughing at that thinking, what, what an idiot. Like, but the thing <laughs> is, is like for people like yourself and me who had a new year console, it was great. You know, it was, yeah. there wasn't perfect. And I never say there was perfect. And yeah, there was underpowered to an extent as well. Yes. But what was so amazing about it is the fact that this is a full indie community were being able to make whatever they want and put it out to anyone. And that meant there was a lot of shovelware and there was a lot of really bad sort of MS Paint style stuff. But at the same time, there was also loads of really great things as well. Like Towerfall came from it. Um, yeah. We wouldn't have Alien Scumbags, I don't think, without starting in the new year, you know. And there's, there's still people now that I'm in contact with, some of the developers, uh, and they're still making stuff. And it's amazing because, like, we've, we're all there still, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think they probably did themselves a big disservice with their marketing campaign as well, a lot of them, because a lot of it was kind of like, oh, you know, don't buy these 60, 60 pound games when you could buy ours. And it's like, oh, no, don't do that. That was the wrong um, way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the fact that they instantly was like, oh, yeah, we're going to make a new year too. And like another year or so. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you ruined that too. And I think from a <laughs> communication standpoint, they really needed to do a better job. And I, I think they shot themselves in the foot a lot, uh, which is a shame because as a console and an idea, the idea was great, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think it was dealt with right. Based on some of the reading I did about it later, much later, like recently, uh, it Mm. sounded like they had some key executives sort of shifting around and changing over time. And I think a lot of the messaging kind of got lost. They kind of went like, yeah, we can, you know, somebody new comes in, they don't entirely get it. And they're like, yeah, forget the Xbox. (laughs) And and that's that was the (laughs) wrong the wrong way to market that thing, I think. Very much so. You know, it it should have been marketed as an indie console for people who love indie games. You know, it shouldn't have been, hey, look at this amazing mobile game you can run on it. It's like, well, no one wants to run a mobile game on the TV. And I don't think it was about that. I mean, it's it's okay. Some of the games on there that was mobile titles, it was perfectly fine and I had a lot of fun with them. But the the way that that shined, I think, was the community and the the uniqueness of having a games console that was all about the indie people. That was it. And that's what they should have played on. And I think that they're they ruined it by trying to make people go wow at their amazing graphics when they was just the same as a mobile phone in your hand. Yeah. So, uh, hey, her, you know, one of them things. I think what is interesting is that there is a group of people um, currently bringing back who your content, which is quite nice. That's right. I joined their discord server recently because I was curious Mm. to sort of learn. I wanted to see how easy it was to get their stuff going on, on my old hardware because I've still got mine out in the garage somewhere. Um, And I I just wanted to get sort of a sense of like what was going on with them and what the community looked like. And they are suffering for the cause. So like I, I thought, you know, if this was easy and was very approachable, I could totally see hooking this thing back up, giving this a go and just maybe participating as a sort of casual uh, friend of the community. And they're, I think they're maybe making themselves kind of miserable with it. They're working really hard on that. (laughs) So, I mean, I've not looked into it too much because obviously I was a developer that was really active on the UVA forum. Um, But I'm at a point now where I don't know where the old like keys are and things like that to be able to bring my old games back. So I don't have anything to give them. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I can't as much as I'd like to say, Hey, here's our old games and and I can make alterations to them. I can't. (laughs) So so that was a long time ago. And, um, and so as such, it kind of just feels a little bit weird because obviously there's a lot of people on there saying, Oh yeah, I'll bring this game to that. And I'm like, and I did sort of say hi and say who I was and everything. And they was like, oh, you're going to bring in your games down? I'm like, oh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait. Because <laughs> I can't. Um, <laughs> but, but also, like, I think 
like I would be happy to bring like the three titles across, but it just feels a bit weird. Like just sort of saying, "Here's my APK, have that." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's it doesn't feel as, and it's obviously not going to be as legitimate in a sense of it's not the big company doing it. It's it's people that are fans of it. Um, but I guess it's not going to be because of that. It's not going to be as simplistic as just saying, "Here's my game," and I just sort of paste it onto this website and then all of a sudden it'll do its own thing and fix it right. which is what it was in the old days um so I, I don't really know i think it's an amazing idea but yeah. i don't know whether or not i'm going to be doing anything with it so. I, I wish them the best and i hope they knock it out of the park but uh, it's yeah, me too <laughs> i think they'll have to do it without me i think i don't, I don't know <laughs> um yeah. i wanted to ask about this before we go because this is something you'll sure. have a little expertise about and i'm just getting just becoming aware of this, but you mentioned Game Jolt. You're the second guest in the last couple of weeks who's mentioned Game Jolt, and somebody on the Discord heard that and asked me about it. Like, what was that? I want to check that out. And I had to admit, like, I had never really been on it. I've started an account since then, but it's it was hard to explain the vibe there to the person who asked me. Like, it seems like there's a lot of community stuff, and they still have plenty of tools to, like, distribute and sell games and then like mm. a good 35 percent of the website is strictly five nights of freddy's oh yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and maybe i did have the right read on it but you tell me uh, no no you're right in that regard um <laughs> i mean i think and, and to be honest that comes with the territory if you're a click team fusion developer you've got five nights of freddy's everywhere i mean click team put up my video of alien scumbags um, on their uh, YouTube channel, and there's so many comments of when's Five Nights at Freddy's whatever coming out, and I'm like, oh really? Because <laughs> it's funny. made by the same. It's it's their poster child, basically. You know, the patron saint of yeah, exactly the flagship products that's been created by Click Team Fusion. It's Five Nights at Freddy's, and you know, well done uh, to, sure, to Scott yeah. Cawthorn. Fantastic, you know. I mean. Uh, it's not my thing, if I'm completely honest, yeah. but I respect it. And I think well done for, for, for jumping on anything you can get your hands on. I mean, there's so much Five Nights at Freddy's everywhere. It's amazing like what he's done with it. Um, and so many videos about the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's and everything. And I just, wow. <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? All, all from a game that just sort of revolves around like jump scares. I just think it's fascinating what he's managed to do with it. But for me, it's not my thing. And And I think as soon as... You know, it seems like all the the community, um, or certainly on the YouTube click team, is just all it is is just talking about that. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> does no no one else make games in click team? Do you know, right. <laughs> what, what else again? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, as far as game jolt's concerned, it's an amazing place. And I think the only thing I think is really unfortunate, as, as I'm saying this, just obviously as a developer who would like to make some money, um, is that it's built upon a platform that used to be all about free games. Yeah. And I don't think it will ever shake that or it won't for quite some time. So to give you an idea, I have made um, less than a hundred dollars on it. And I've got 10.6 thousand views to my page. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. And people saying, you know, giving nice comments and things like that and following and all sorts makes no difference you know um yeah and i i think that is because like i say i used to use it even back before you could sell anything and it was you can't put demos on here you have to put full games on here and they always have to be free so i have released my older games from the uya days like as pc port sort of thing um like small snippets of them and um but yeah then they went across to being able to sell games and i've even spoke with the with the person um who sort of runs the 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 twitter account for game jolt mm-hmm. and from what i can gather he's one of the main people behind game jolt itself really nice guy and um you know really liked the game as well and and decided to to put it on like you know sort of like front and center sort of thing on the website which was amazing and i think that's part of why i've got so many people following but it's unfortunate it's not a great place to sell a game and that's a shame because if it was if it, you could make proper money on there and maybe some people are but i'm certainly not um if you if you could make proper money on there though um it would be amazing because for a developer it's great 
you know everything's really simple it's as simple as just putting your vxe file in um you know putting pictures on everything like that there's no huge rigmarole to go through and um as much as i respect steam as a platform because it's the big leagues um Mm. it's there's a lot more to it you know so yeah that sounds about right. So I think my advice about Game Jolt for uh, people who ask in the future is going to be, if you're brand new, you enjoy, you know, a, a social aspect to the websites you do development stuff on, and you maybe want to meet uh, pe- I know somebody who, who met a member of their team there, which is nice. Uh, oh, things that's- like that. That's probably not a bad place to do it. But when it comes time to sell, uh, it might not be the top of the list. No, I mean I think from what from my experience, since we left Ouya, where we made a little bit of money from, um, the the place that we've really had any sort of success is Steam. So each year we've sold a few a few copies, and as I say, there's been a few copies sold on Game Jolt as well. Um, but the main the main place we've had what I would class as as a commercial success in the fact that it's paid for itself would be um, would be Steam so far. Gotcha. Well, uh, as we wrap up, kind of let people know where they can find you online and uh, what they can look for. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm everywhere, everyone. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Um, so, uh, of course, you know, on Twitter at KK Indie Game, uh, it's probably the place that I'm most uh, active. Uh, always happy to chat as well if you want to DM me, no problem. Um, you can also email us if you prefer at monsterfingergames at mail.com. Um, we also have a YouTube account, which is just Monster Finger Games, I believe. Um, we've also on Reddit. We're also on TikTok. Uh, we're also nice. on Discord. Um, but uh, I can't remember all those off heart, unfortunately. And we're also on Facebook, uh, which I think is Monster Finger Games UK. Nice. So, yeah, a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, of course, please check out the game on uh, on Steam as well. It's uh, at how much is it? Five dollars ninety nine, um, I believe it is. Uh, or and yeah, that's available now uh, on Steam. And uh, it'd be great if you'd wish list it or even just share it with friends. It'd be brilliant. Nice. Well, it's a great price, and people are enjoying it. So, congrats on this, and uh, we'll have you back on. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it should be finished in the next couple of months or so. But, you know, knowing me, maybe three, four, <laughs> we shall see. Um, but it's it's nearly coming to an end. <laughs> so, so that's good. If you enjoy the Game Dev Breakdown podcast, please consider subscribing. We have show notes at CodeWritePlay.com. We have social media. We have a Discord server, which you can find through CodeWritePlay.com. If you're on Twitter, you can look up Game Dev Pod, you can look up Code Right Play or me, Todd Mitchell. I just don't I, I have a nickname up as my as my name right now, but you can look for Mecha Toddzilla with one D and two L's and uh connect and send me stories you're thinking about, things that catch your eye, what you're up to, feedback. Love hearing it all. And that's it. Love interacting with you folks on social. And I am always on the lookout for uh, more entertaining things to talk about. So till next time, look after one another. Work hard. Make me proud. Let me know what you're up to. This is uh, Todd Mitchell here for Game Dev Breakdown. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next time. Moment, nothing mattered in my life more than seeing my three initials at Lakeside with a high score. But now I'm older, there's no quarter to resurrect the hit reset. It's either game over or success. I'm walking towards a light, bright, no regrets.